Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. We're back. We're back. And I'm back from vacation slash mini, not really honeymoon, because I went on it with two couples. Have you ever been on a couple's trip, Manny? A couple's trip. Have I? Technically, every summer we go on a camping trip with our friends, and we've now become a couple's trip because everyone's booed up and married and stuff. Okay. So, yeah, 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 I have. Okay. Not to Jamaica, though. Yeah, I mean, it was, honestly, it was going to be, like, just a girl's trip, me and my bestie. We typically go away at least once a year um, with each other. And then we were like, oh, you know, we should bring the guys because we felt it was close to Father's Well, Father's Day passed not too long ago, I guess. And I was just like, okay. And then, you know, I ended up randomly getting married. So I was like, well... This can be like a like a test run for a honeymoon. And then another friend of mine, um, um, who we've had on the show, Lovey, said, "Oh, I'll come too." And so it just became three, like six of us. Honestly, it was it was actually really good. I was nervous because I knew the girls because we all knew each other, so I knew we'd all get along. But it's like bringing like you know, I don't I hate to call men kids, but you know, you're like, oh my god, are our kids gonna play well together? And they did. <laughs> one of them was like, this is like, um, they were like, this is like adult summer camp. The guys hang with the guys, the girls hang with the girls, and then we hang out together. <laughs> so that happened all throughout, like, you know, like, that was um, fun. yeah, it was honestly, that's, we had a, a, a that's really exactly how our trips end up too. the girls go do their thing and the guys go find something to break. Yeah. Right. Or like in Jamaica, you know, it was a little different. They, would, you know. they, they really don't grow up. They don't at I all. Think. I was like, wow. And it was just, it was just, I realized I don't, I'd never seen um, um, Superman, like, interact with, like, I mean, I'm used to seeing him with, like, his friends, but it was interesting to see him with, like, kind of friends, you know? Yeah. You know, because with his friends, you know, he's, I guess he's kind of, like, the quiet one. But I was like, he's really, like, the connector. He's, like, pretty social, because I'm really, like, you know... I'm the talkative one. So typically he's like, you know, okay, Tiffany got it. And he has a twin brother who is also very like outgoing and social. So he's, I see now that he's kind of like the deflector. Like, so if you're social, you got it. But the other two guys that were on the trip, they weren't super talkative. So all of a sudden I'm like, is that him? Oh, they're facilitating all the fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was so weird to like see them across the beach and he's like the animated one. I'm like, since when? (laughs) <laughs> so that part was really like interesting to see. I'm like, you're a storyteller. You 
Can I tell story? <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually like a lot of fun. And I don't know what they put in the Jamaican rum. I don't drink. So me and um, oh, the other girl, Lovey, who came with us, she does, we don't drink. So, but surprisingly, no one was, even though, you know, they were Jamaican rumming it up, I guess they put like next to no alcohol, but everybody was like super good. Oh, you know, those all-inclusive resorts, they water that stuff down. Yeah. I was yeah. not impressed with the Dominican <laughs> resort pina coladas, I must say. You're like, uh, another one. Uh, actually, how about <laughs> put three in one of these? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to feel sloppy, but I want to feel a little nice on my vacation. Also, did were you guys at an all-inclusive resort? For sure, girl. Bye. Okay. I was like, uh, everything. And I liked it because there was like a little like um, beach kind of like restaurant where you can get stuff grilled. And then there also the resort itself had two like restaurants. And then, of course, it had like kind of like the open like uh, buffet cafeteria type thing. So it was nice. It was it was small, which I liked. It wasn't one of these mega resorts where it's like three or four hundred units. It was only like 80. And they were like these treetop villas. So you didn't we didn't have hotels. Everybody had their own individual like tiki like villa. It was really cute. Honestly, I liked it a lot. Oh, very nice. And I didn't know this, but like, I guess certain islands you can like pay for VIP concierge service where they'll like walk you through customs and everything. And so, I mean, I just bought my thing. It's not like we were being fancy. I got it on Expedia. It was was like, you know, a great deal. And it came with it. And I was like, what? I don't think I could ever go back to a normal airport. I mean, we walked through every line and, you know, customs lines are so long, especially if you're not a citizen of that country. I mean, we walked to the front of every line and then we waited like in a, they called it Mobe Cafe, which is cute. And so we waited for like our transportation to take us to the hotel in this cute little cafe where it's more rum punch and food. And it was really, really nice. And then we got upgraded to first class, first row on the way back home. I said, it can't get any better than this. <laughs> Wait, you know, is that because you've... Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, no. It, it is because, well, I, I mean, I figured it out because I was like, how did we get upgraded? So I asked and she's like, oh, you booked it. She's like, who's Tiffany? Because I'm a freaking flyer. And so she was like, you know, like they just happened to have the empty seats. And, you know, she's like, we always look to see, obviously, to like kind of reward our frequent flyers. Because um, I frequently fly with United. No judgment. United Tubs in Newark, where I live. And so um, they were like, you know, we upgraded you. And then, you know, we saw you had a party with you. And I was like, look at God. <laughs> so we were the first four seats in the front. Yo, you couldn't tell us nothing. I didn't even know people got like, it was only like a three hour flight. I'm like, you get a whole meal? I was like, I'll take the salmon and the chicken. <laughs> you know, Superman was like, oh my God, babe. Like, cause we had like, you know, VIP service here, you know, um, upgrades there. He was like, babe, honestly, your life has been nothing but amazing since I married you. I'm like, it's been a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't discourage that. Don't they? I know, right? I'll take it. He was like, oh, this vacation was awesome. Everything was just so awesome. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, married life has been really good. I think I prefer, I don't, not prefer, it's different. I love traveling with friends. I just feel like you're less likely to get bored. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like other couples can maybe relate to this, but there's this like pressure to go on trips together and like really just like have the most amazing time and to be obsessed with each other every moment, every moment of every day. But it's, yeah. it's kind of like regular life. Like you need breaks yes. and one of you wants to do one thing and the other one doesn't want to do that thing. And like when you have friends, you can just like break off into groups and then you have like your separate activities and you come back at the end of the day. I, I like the variety. Yeah, I honestly, I did. Yeah. I thought, 
Because, you know, you think to yourself, oh, I mean, it's nice to be booed up. Because it was, you know, we had definitely, we all had our boo time. But it was also nice to, like you said, switch it up. Like, oh, you know, I'm hanging with the girls. And then we hang out as a group. And then me and Superman by ourselves, you know? Like, I love to go to resorts, too. But my husband hates the water. He's like, he and his brother are like the two Dominicans who do not like the ocean. It is the meanest trick in history. <laughs> really? Yeah, they just hate, they don't like the water. And I love the water. And so does my brother-in-law's sister, his sister, <laughs> my brother-in-law's girlfriend. <laughs> um, and I'm like, great. So we, we can go do beach vacations. You and I'll be buddied up. We can go do the water sports and the excursions. And they can just go do their thing. And everyone's happy. And there's no like arguing and like, you know, you don't want to come to the to, to swim with the toothless sharks with me. Like, you know, in our last vacation. <laughs> yeah. Which is a real fight you have when you travel. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was, because at first it was like, you know, everybody was like, I don't want to do any excursion. I don't want to do anything. And then after two days, we were like, we should do an excursion because we're bored. <laughs> and so we did a fun one. It was ATVing. And um, and then it was like some like natural springs at the end, which were freezing, but fun. So that was a nice little break. And then it was beach again. But, you know, because after a while, I mean, I'm not like a every single day go to the beach from sun up to sundown. Although I enjoy the beach. I'm like, so is there any other activity? So your ATVing was definitely like a lot of fun. I love that. I'm too afraid of the sun. I get made fun of. I have an obsession with SPF. It's not because I'm worried about having darker skin. That is not, can I just say that? It is not the reason. I'm not one of those people, but I'm really worried about skin damage. And I'm trying to be on my JLo game when I'm 50. And I heard <laughs> that she, <laughs> JLo, when I read this, or I can't even tell you what I, when I read this, but she was like, my secret is spray tanning. Not that I spray tan, but spray tanning and no sun. And she's super golden all the time. And I was mm. like, I must learn her ways and I must not have terrible skin. But also Loki, my mother, um, has had several melanoma removed from mm. her from her body. And so beyond that, you know what I found out? You can purchase um, sunscreen with your FSA account. This is major. You really? Get- yes, yes. When I, when I discovered that, I was like... I need a bigger bag. (laughs) So tell people what's FSA. People are like, what's that? This is my favorite, my absolute, I think I I did a brown boost for this before. You did. It's my favorite thing on the planet. If you have a healthcare plan where you can get a flex savings account, basically a flexible savings account is something that accompanies your health plan and you put in money that you earn before taxes are taken out into a little fund and then they give you a debit card and you can use the, your FSA card anytime you pick up prescriptions, you pay for your co-pays, you pick up um, approved over-the-counter medicines and even stuff like I mentioned, sunscreen, um, contact solution is included, your prescription glasses are included. So um, when I always get my glasses from Warby Parker, okay. which, is, which is online, right? So it's not like um, it's not like I go to a doctor and I can swipe my FSA card. And I, tr- for some reason, when I tried using my, sometimes FSA cards can be annoying. They don't always work on when you try and shop with them online. I think because what they're not really getting the right code or whatever, as if they would, if you were just shopping at a Dwayne Reed or a Rite Aid or something. Mm-hmm. So, but it's also easy. I just keep my receipt and then I submit a claim and I always get refunded and it's no big deal. So yeah. that is your <laughs> FSA alert for the day. Smarty-arty. That's good. I never thought about that. I'm like, I feel so special now because, you know, now that I, I'm married, I'm like, ooh, I get insurance. Woohoo! <laughs> I was like, let me see. I feel all cute with my insurance card. And it's because it's that good insurance, too. I'm like, oh, I'll take that. Oh, you can run that test. <laughs> no worries here. Yeah. Okay, no, cool. but you know what I learned today? Like, well, not today, but um, 
I had to go for like blood work or whatever, like before my insurance card came in. And I wasn't even sure if I was fully insured yet. And the woman who was taking my blood work, um, uh, she was telling me, um, cause she was like, I asked her how much is the, how much is the lab test? And she's like, Oh, I don't know. You know, they'll send you a bill. I was like, Oh, she was like, why are you, are you not insured? I was like, honestly, I don't even know just yet. I, you know, I applied, but you know, I don't know if it's kicked in yet. And she was like, well, if you tell them you don't have insurance, they can lower your bill up to 70%. I was like, wait, what? So I don't know if that's like lab tests across the board, but for sure she was just like, you know, let them know and then negotiate down 70% that, you know, and she's, she said, they're not going to share that with you, but you can, you, you can say that. And I was just like, okay. She actually gave me a paper where I guess they, you know, like they coached um, uh, their uh, clients and how to do so. And I thought, wow, this is great. So I'm going to, you know, I'm pretty sure by, by the time I get the bill, I'll have my insurance card. So I'll be able to like, you know, just be like, hey, you know, I do have insurance, but I just thought that that was such a great tip to pass along about negotiating down. Because I've definitely negotiated down other hospital bills before when I really did not have insurance altogether. Um, significantly, I think over 50% I I owed at one point, maybe like $1,500 because I tried to dye my own hair and not knowing I was allergic to black hair dye. And so my face swelled up like a balloon. And uh, I went to the um, emergency room and I, you know, after them giving me a Benadryl, basically, and that was it, a Benadryl and sit down. It was twelve. <laughs> it was twelve hundred dollars. I nearly wept. Like when she wrote me a prescription, I just knew it was like some special elixir from the gods. And when I went to the pharmacy, and I was like, I have a prescription for my for my death, my 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 near death experience. And she was like, Oh, go to aisle seven. I'm like, No, no, I have a prescription. She's like, Yeah, it's Benadryl. Go to aisle seven. I said, Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, I was livid. I'm like, that lady could have told me. She could have just said, go home and get some Benadryl. I didn't know that's what they gave me in the hospital. And I said, oh, my God. And so when I got my $1,200 bill, I think I talked them down to like six or 700 mm-hmm. Yeah, around 600 So I was able to talk them down. Yeah. Even if you have insurance, like, is what you're saying that your insurance wouldn't cover the lab test? So even though you have it and you have to well, pay out of pocket? Well, I have, the thing is I, so when, when we got married, as soon as we got married, he went to his HR, was like, Hey, I have a wife. I want to put her on my insurance. And so that was the 23rd of June. And so I, I got my insurance card in the mail, but it was like, I realized it was my dental insurance card, but still his insurance is all together. So there was just a lot of confusion today when I was calling, like, am I insured? I have to go to the doctor today. I have to go to, you know, I have to get my lab test. And so um, they were just like, uh, we don't see you in the system. So basically I know by the time I get because they backdated it to when you first first submitted your paperwork. So I'm pretty sure by the time I get my bill, I should be fine. But the fact that she just gave me that little tidbit of like, hey, you can talk them down 70% if it turns out your insurance hasn't kicked in yet. So I just kept it in my back pocket of, oh, something to share with the BA listeners. Yeah, I think labs, like anything that's really, that's like a standard thing, like a lab result, like an MRI a pap smear, a mammogram, they always say that x-rays, those are the kinds of procedures that you can really negotiate, not just negotiate like after it's been done, but shop around. People don't really do this, but you can shop around in your area and, and call places or there's there's this one website that um, I met a woman named Jennifer, I believe was her name, and she started a website called clearhealthcost.com. Mm. And I'm going to make sure, I'm going to check out the name of that. But she actually was a, she was a journalist covering healthcare. And then she did a fellowship, I think, for the New York Times. And part of her fellowship was creating this website because she wanted to bring more clarity for people looking to shop around for their healthcare. Because a lot of people, 
don't realize that if they just go to a different zip code or just go two blocks down the road, they could save. And like the, the, the range of prices are like insane. Like this place will charge, you know, a hundred bucks for MRI. That place will charge $2,000 for MRI. It's all over the map and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like that's what's frustrating about it. But you absolutely can and should shop around if, you know, you have time. Obviously, if it's non-emergent and you don't have – you have time to shop around, you should mm-hmm. do that. Actually, I'm excited because my – excited is like ex- exaggerated word. But, you know, I'm looking forward to trying out my new healthcare because it comes with – um it comes with a service called Compass. Okay. And Compass is like it, – it's a company where – Whenever I need to go to the doctor, I call them and they help me find the most affordable place to go. Like they do the work for me. And um, my my main healthcare is United Healthcare. And um, but it's part of this new effort, I think, among healthcare companies to make people consumers um, care more about where they get their healthcare. Because I don't know about you, but my, my, for most of my life, I've had employer provided or or parent parental provided healthcare. And all I think about is oh, I'm that you know that's going to be. A thirty-five dollar copay. That's going to be ten dollars, and I don't really care. I just go wherever is open. Mm-hmm. Um, but not really, not really thinking that the actual healthcare provider is charging the insurance company a bajillion dollars for whatever I've gotten. Um, so by encouraging people to shop around to get the most affordable care, insurance companies are saving money, and um, we're saving money too. Yeah, insurance is like, isn't it so crazy? You could tell how old you are by your conversations. Now I'm like, yes, excited about good insurance. Let's talk about deductibles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so. I need to do one last health tip. Sorry. Okay. No, no, I okay. was I was going to do this um, as a boost, but anyway, we're talking about it. So now someone had told me that, you know how if you go to the doctor, you get like a bill in the mail? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it says this is not a bill, but then sometimes it's just a bill, and you're like, "What is this? My insurance could have kicked in." I've been in that position before, where I've gone for like a routine checkup, and I come home, and I I've, even sometimes when after I paid my copay, and I'll get an additional bill, and I'll just pay without thinking about it. Like I'll just call them and pay it off. Someone told me that sometimes uh, billing offices just send a bill to the patient and the insurance company, and just wait to see who pays them first. Ooh. I was like, say what? Is this illegal? Like, what? That's so messed up. that just raised a little red flag in, flag in my head because I think even if those bills say, you know, this is not a bill, ex- explanation of benefits or whatever, it still feels like a bill. And I wonder yeah. how many people are just paying it because they think they owe it. You'd be surprised. Hospitals, I mean, these places make a lot of mistakes. I don't I think so many sure- mistakes. When Superman had his uh, aneurysm surgery, they sent him, I want to say like $18,000. And he was like, why did I get an $18,000 check? If not more than that, it was something ridiculous. Like, and so he called the the insurance company, he called the hospital and she said, oh, it's likely obviously for us, for your, like, his, well, his total surgery was nearly a hundred thousand. And I don't know if that was like their last payment, the insurance company, but they sent it to him. And, you know, of, and I was like, oh, you know, he, you know, he was like, what do I do? I'm like, that's a lot of money. Someone's going to come for you. <laughs> yeah. it's, but it turns out, and I kind of feel bad because I was like, you have to return it. That man saved your life. But it turns out the vast majority of your patients don't and they don't go after them. Because when he, when he, you know, um, when he, because uh, the, the check was in his name. So he had to deposit it in his account and then write a check to them. And she was like, wow, you know, like, she was like, most people don't give us the money. And that's, we just, it's just a loss. And I was like, what? Why don't you tell us that earlier? <laughs> I went out of my house. But I mean, it's all good karma. But I couldn't believe 
Can you imagine? She's like, some people get $60,000, $50,000, and they just keep it. And we won't even know. She's like, you just happened to call. We won't even know that the insurance company sent them a check. I'm like, what kind of shenanigans? Can <laughs> who you imagine are these people who can do that and live at, like, sleep at night? I'm I know. A, I have such a loud conscience. <laughs> That's what I told him. I was like, honestly, like, literally, this man, like, the it wasn't about when your, if your aneurysm was going to burst. It was about when. And with an aneurysm, you have about a 15% chance of making it. And then even after that, you have a 15% chance of having no damage, no brain damage. And the fact that you are alive and kicking and because he was so young, a doctor was like, if you were 80, we'd leave it. But you're 34. It's going to burst and it's likely going to kill you. I love it. If you're 80, it's like, whatever. You lived your life. You had a shot. Where is no, the line? When does it become you're worth saving versus just like, uh, go to the beach and wait? Be able to save. Like, <laughs> if we're going to open up your head at 80, you we're likely not going to be able to wake you back up. But like at 30 something, they were like, all right, so dude, we want to save you. So I was like, <laughs> you know, the fact is you're living. So we're not broke. So you're able bodied. Exactly. For you. So I'm glad he returned the money, but still, it just made me think like, ooh, how many people got these huge checks and kept it? I lied about having only one last thing to say, though, because <laughs> I meant to say this last time when you brought up healthcare and getting on Superman's healthcare plan, but I'm the cautionary tale because we just twiddled our little thumbs after we got married. I was supposed to go on to um, uh, his healthcare plan because it had better benefits than what I was getting. And we just like went on the honeymoon and came back and all this work stuff started happening. And three months later, we were like, oh, yeah, let's do that. There's a 30-day period when you, in which you can add your spouse to your insurance huh? policy. And if you miss it, sucks for you. Wait, like forever? Not forever, just until the next enrollment period. Oh. So they let you, they give you a free pass if you have like a qualifying life event, like you have a kid or you get married or whatever. But um, they, don't, they only give you a certain window of time to actually make it happen. Oh, so, okay. womp, womp, womp. I mean, luckily, I was in a position where I have backup insurance. Have- yeah, I get my own insurance anyway, so. What, girl? The next day. We were like, I do. Uh, hello? <laughs> hello? <laughs> Maybe that's why I was so relaxed about it, you know? I'm like, uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hello? Hello? Like, literally. He's like, um, I only have the temporary license, but can I fax that over? <laughs> so I'm going to, are you going to keep your last name? Oh, God. Did my mother send you? No, I'm just asking. Lori, Lori, are you there? (laughs) Um, No, because I've been really like, honestly, like, it's so weird how Superman does not care at all. I'm like, I'm still Tiffany Aliche, and I'm... I mean, I'm Tiffany Smith. That's that's a kind of racial profile. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I don't want to go Tiffany Smith. I I might do Aliche Smith, but honestly, it's so weird how laid back he is. He's like, yeah, I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah, so is is Husband. They don't even really care. Yeah, so I... I'm thinking of Lee Chase Smith. I don't know. That actually but, sounds good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I kind of like it because they're both kind of shortish names. And then I kind of feel like if we have a kid, I kind of don't want to be like the only one left out. Like, oh, well, you know. Lee Chase Smith <laughs> sounds like you're a scholar or something. I don't know I why. Lee Smith. Lee Chase Smith. So I might do that, but I don't even know what all that entails. I'm like, oh, what does that entail? Probably a big pain in your neck. Probably. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I've been like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. But you have it. health insurance. You can get that checked out. <laughs> Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. 
They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. My sister's like, you're always making fun of my husband because that's how he says it. Exactly. Oh, is that who inspired that? Yes. <laughs> He's very, very, very Nigerian. And so he says that. So sidebar, are you going to go see Girl? Have you seen, you haven't seen uh, Girl Trip? I tried. The damn Jerseyans would not let me go. Um, <laughs> you know, we have this theater, we, are, we have a theater really close to us, but it has that reserved seating thing where you have, you buy your tickets in oh, advance. Yeah. But that just means it's easier for everyone to snap up all the seats right away. And if, is, it, is it the eating one? Like the one where you can eat there? That one? No, it's not like the one where they serve you. It's just like a – it is like the nice recliners though. Okay. You know, but it's just a normal theater. But it's so annoying because it's always – we have to usually wait two to three weeks before a new movie comes out if it's like really popular to go see it. Uh-huh. So was not able to see it. But I saw it. It did. It was a number two movie in the country. Yes, brown girls. Yes. And um, in it beat – you know they had that – people were calling it the chocolate and vanilla you know, like they, there was like a vanilla girls trip. It was with um, it came out a couple of weeks ago. It had Scarlett Johansson and like yeah, Kate McKinnon and rough night, rough night, rough night, yeah, rough night. And they were saying like, and I feel like people were like waiting to see which one would do better. I'm pretty sure that one bombed. Oh no, no, yeah, it did. It yeah. did not do well at all. In comparison, this one has done tremendously well. As soon as I saw Queen Latifah, I was like, "Yep, going. I do. I will see anything Queen Latifah's in, even all the bar- barber shops, even though they're There's all terrible." A- kind of like a new girl in there. Her name was Tiffany Hirsch or Tiffany with the H, but I've been like reading like interviews from her and she did Jimmy Kimmel. They're, they're like, she's the scene stealer. Is she the funny one? Yes. They're like, she okay. is. She's the, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I'm already, I'm, I'm here for her already. And she, cause she told this really funny story about her, Jada Pickett Smith and Will Smith and um how they went, um, she, cause I guess they were taping in New Orleans, obviously, because they, the uh, girls trip takes place at Essence Fest. And like, she was saying how, um, she, Jada was asking, what are you doing tomorrow? She's like, oh, I'm going on a, um, on a swamp tour. You know, I got a group on and Jada's like, oh, well, I want to go. And she was like, wait, you, you, you she was so starstruck. Like, you want to go? <laughs> on like, a group yeah, on? Why? Right? She said, me and Will. So she said, they get there, all these people are there and they're like, what the hell is this? And she was like, uh, well, like, you know, like, it's a trip. She's like, why are all these people here? And she was like, girl, it's a Groupon. She was like, well, what do you have a Groupon? <laughs> she said, I, she, Jada thought Groupon meant that, like, I don't know that, like, you you purchased the boat or something like that, or you rented the boat for the <laughs> Yo, I was rolling. She was like, Jada, we were like, all these people? What the hell? And she was like, Jada, I picked you up in a $20 rental car. What the hell do you think I was going to have a whole boat for? <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, the, the windows are not tinted. I don't know if I feel comfortable. She said, Jada, you forgot you from Baltimore? she said but they ended up having such a good time and she said will was like yo this was so much fun i think i'm gonna buy one of these and she was like oh a boat he said no a swamp and she was like wow (laughs) why would you even think that they knew what a groupon is i would have been like and here's the urban dictionary here's you know webster's definition of a groupon you know know. use my login (laughs) if you get a chance everybody should like 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 you know i guess go to youtube and just type in like uh uh jimmy kimmel tiffany 
Haddish. Haddish. Because it's such a funny story. Because first of all, she starts off with the the epicenter of all things brown girl. Like how you start every story. What had happened was. I said, <laughs> no, she did it on Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. She said, what had happened was, and I was rolling. I said, I love you already. <laughs> I love them too. Who else is in it? Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah. There's a fourth. Oh, Wait. Regina King. Oh, Regina King. How could I yeah. forget? Okay, I need to see it. I have got to see it. Yeah, I'm going to figure out, like, I'm like, do I need to see it at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday? I'm actually going on a girl's trip next weekend to Montreal. Have you been before? Uh, je parle France. Uh, no. Yes, I have been. I don't speak French, but I have been to Montreal. I went for, like, a... I went for a weekend like five years ago for a, a music festival, but this is a girls' trip. Okay, I'm excited. I'm not. You know, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a big fan of uh, Montreal. What? Whatever did Montreal do to you? I mean, like it was all right. You know how you go places. You're like, eh, meh. You know the M M E H meh. That's how I felt about it. I remember having a great time. I remember the weather being spectacular. I rented a bike and I biked all over that damn city. I even stole a bike because it was before City Bike came to New York City. I didn't know how it worked. And what had happened was I thought that you could take it to your hotel overnight and just leave it there. <laughs> I was like, surely there's not a station near me. So that just must mean that I could just park it here in my hotel. I don't know. And, and like five years later, it sounds so stupid. But sure enough, I, I couldn't find a dock to leave my bike. So I just brought it to the hotel, left it overnight and returned it the next day. But it had been like 10 hours and I was charged wow. like $700 <gasps> for stealing a bike. But uh, what's funny is I call, I got back to New York and I called my credit card company. And at, at the time, I still didn't know what I had done wrong. So I was so outraged. I'm like, this is thievery. They tricked me. There must have been a skimmer on the on the bike share, you know, <laughs> the bike share thing, like where you rent the bike. And I called my, I think at the time it was Bank of America and bless their hearts. They were like, oh, right away, miss, this must be fraudulent. Cause no one knew what a, a bike share was. And it yeah. was also a foreign transaction. So their fraud department was just like, eh, and that's gone. So technically I, I like, why was the fraud? Yeah. You're like, yikes, my bad. I mean, I returned it. No, I had a great time. I remember the food being good, but Anyway, this was it's it's really all for my my well okay I'm I'm trying not to tell the full there's a full story while we're going to Montreal it's kind of on a it's kind of sad but we're just turning the sad trip we're turning the sadness into a girls trip Aww. um so hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be more fun than your trip was yeah. I just want to thank like the BA listeners, just like sidebar, like, you know, our last uh, podcast, we talked about my fibroids and like, I'm just beginning the journey. I'm like, oh, you guys are so awesome. Reaching out, giving your phone numbers, naming your doctors. And I said, okay. So honestly, I'm really like, I joined this group on Facebook uh, called Vegan for Beginners. I know I'm not going to be one of those vegans, I promise. But I don't, I don't even know that Ooh, I'm going to become a Lopez vegan. Jennifer Lopez is a vegan. I've been thinking about it. You know, and so I don't know that I'm going to, but I, I definitely have heard, obviously, meat has a lot of hormones and um, the higher your hormones, like like um, um, fibroids apparently, you know, thrive off like higher hormone levels. And so I'm definitely just open to, I've been open to changing my diet anyway. So I'm just like, okay, I don't know that I'll be like completely vegan, um, but I definitely want to adopt a diet that's going to, you know, help with this and also stress, I heard. It's like, you know, a big, like, like really kind of exacerbates your, your fibroid situation. Um, something called live cultures, which are like probiotics, which are like, I'm like, really? Cause I freaking love Greek yogurt. I love like olives, all these things. And they're like, oh yeah, girl, no. I'm like, really? Wait, those Sour are bad yogurt. for you? 
apparently, well, this is what someone wrote me. I don't know for sure. You know, you have, everyone always has something that they, oh, that they share. I'm already tired. I know. So I just said, you know what? But I read this really great article and they basically were like, like, you know, go speak with your doctor, find a doctor and maybe even if it's a cluster of doctors that you trust and then work from there. But I mean, in general, it's never a bad thing to eat right. So that's something that I want to do in general. But at the end of the day, I'm going to like really sit down and, and find some doctors that I really trust and that understand and really um, that their focus is this. You know, like um, women and their like reproductive systems and then just really like see like what can be done, you know? Yeah. And yeah. To recap, though, for people who don't know what you're talking about, the fibroid situation. So, yeah, I found out like I was like, oh, I should get into like, you know, OBGYN. I mean, like I'm grown. So like I was like never I was going to my regular doctor, but I wasn't going and I never had like any issues. It wasn't like, you know, I always get my regular like, you know, checkups, like I said. And but. I went and I always had like this little pouch. Well, not always. I would say the last maybe like five or six years, I had this little pouch on my belly and I couldn't figure out why because I'm like, hmm, you know, like my stomach is fairly flat and I would always complain to Superman and he'd be like, I don't see a belly. I'm like, I have one. I can't do anything about it. Damn it. He's like, this is a trap. Yes. (laughs) And I was always wearing like, if you've seen me, like typically most of my speaking outfits are pretty um, fitted. So you're probably like, Tiffany, I never see the belly. I'm like, uh, Spanx. (laughs) <laughs> and like, you know, so I always, always, always wore my sisters would tease me because even when I was like, like, I'm like, I would say medium size now. But even when I was small, I would still wear like some sort of control top. And they're like, what the hell, Tiffany? You're like a size four. And I would always be like, no, like, you know, I just have this little belly I can't get rid of. So I guess it turns out it was fibroids. I don't know how I, I never figured that out before. But apparently now I don't know what how large they were now, but they're fairly large. I don't. She never told me like. She never gave me a comparison, like to to what, but three large fibroids, and I was like, yikes! And they're so fibroids are non-cancerous tumors, and um, and your like the your uterus wall, so your uterine walls, I guess they call. Them. And so basically, they can you know it can prevent you from having kids, or if you do get pregnant, you're um you're more at risk for like um miscarriages, and it doesn't mean that like lots of women have kids with fibroids, but it's just you want to be mindful of these things, especially if you're wanting to have uh, kids and. You know, so fibroids, it's, it's still a kind of a mystery as to why they grow, what makes them grow, what makes them shrink. Um, so, you know, I'm just kind of like exploring that, you know, that it's it's been a part of my family history. And so I'm just kind of like figuring out like, you know, what do, what direction do I go in? So the doctor, well, the second doctor I went to was like, oh, he was a man. He was like, oh, right away, we got to take care of these. We got to schedule some surgery. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. like that's pretty you know that's because you, you can you can have surgery and then end up messing up your uterus and not being able to have kids and i'm like uh before we explore that option i'm not 50 you only got one of those things exactly so i'm just like hold up wait a minute let's, it ain't a kidney exactly so i'm just like you know so i'm really just trying to explore what are my options you know like i'm not opposed to surgery but i don't want to put myself in a position to not at least try. I'm not going to lie. I'm still on the fence about kids. I'm not like, yes, I have to be a mom. I'm kind of like, I want to try. And if I have kids, great. But I'm not someone who's like, if I don't have kids, I'm definitely adopting because I want to be a mom no matter what. I don't feel that way. I'm just kind of like, I want to try. And if I have kids, great. And if I don't, will I be disappointed? Yes. But it's not my first, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, I always thought that something was going to click in me and I'd be like, oh, I want to be a mom no matter what. And that has not clicked. 
Uh, and I'm 37, so it's not like, oh, because people told me, wait till your mid-30s, it'll click. Mm, it hasn't. Really? You know? People? I'm surprised because people that are older, people I know who waited to have kids when they were older, universally have told me, I wish I had done this earlier. And I, I should actually have been taking a poll as to why they wish. I don't know if it was because their bodies or their workload or what, but that, and I just saw Mindy Kaling, not to, mm. Mindy Kaling's pregnant. Yeah. Um, and I read an interview she gave and she's like, yeah, so everyone told me to have a kid, just do it sooner than later. And so she just kind of just like had one. And now I'm thinking, should I just have one? Just get yeah. over with? <laughs> I don't, I know. Honestly, it's, I'll say this, like my, my, um, my best friend has a two year old. My sister has a one and a half year old and also a four month old. It is disruptive to say the I least. I mean, it seems terrible. No, no shade to I mean, all you moms out there. I'm sure it's very fulfilling, but you guys it make is. it look awful. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like I'll say this, like, oh my God, my nephew, my, my godson, my niece, it, I'm not going to lie. When I have a bad, if I'm having like, like if today was like, say a like super bad day, I would be like, all right, after we get off the podcast, I'm actually just going to go to my sister's house and literally just soak in the love and the pure spirits like that they are, because that's how awesome it is to be around them. And then... Poop time, diaper chain, da, 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 time to go to sleep. Hey, I'm, I'm mad at everybody. I won't eat. I'm so you're like, oh, aside from auntie love time, there's this other part where my sister literally, when I call her, all I hear her say is Roman, 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 don't hit your sister. Roman, don't bite her toes. Roman, don't eat that. And I'm like, what is that? Meanwhile, Roman's only one and a half. And I'm like, he's a terror. <laughs> a cute terror, but a terror. It's very disruptive. Because I remember before telling her, like, I had asked her to do me a favor and I was like well why didn't she do it she's like um I'm home with a one-year-old and a four-month-old and I was like it can't be that hard and then I babysat and I was like please save me (laughs) I was so exhausted and I couldn't you can't sleep because what what are you gonna do sleep and let the kids be up while they destroy themselves like I don't even know how she does it like sometimes the, the baby she only get two nights three hours worth of sleep and now she's back at work that's why god made them cute Yes, I, I really believe that, that God made kids really cute because if not, I don't even know if people would keep them <laughs> because it's a lot. So I'll say this, that, you know, I know people say, oh, I wish I would have had them earlier or whatever, but have them when you're ready because know that your life is not going to be the same ever again in a good way and also in a disruptive way, quite honestly. It's kind of like how I feel, how I felt when I went hang gliding in Brazil. Stay with me on this analogy thing. <laughs> It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've jumped out of planes and all kinds of stuff because you literally have to work against all of your human instincts by like propelling, like running, getting a running start and then continuing to run and keep running and then jump off a cliff. And Mm. the whole time you're like, this is terrible. This is stupid. Why am I doing this? And you have to like get That's what I feel like having a kid is like when you have to like decide to do it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you're going against, you have all these reasons why not in front of you and you have to keep just like barreling through it and just jump off the cliff and then it's fun or you die. <laughs> like I said, it's both super awesome and super, I think I'm going to kill myself. I think so I try, I try my best to like go over, like it'll be crazy. She'll be like, Oh, I got, I got your mail from mommy and daddy's house. And I'm like, okay, I'll come get it. Uh, without fail, fail, I'll come get it. And I'll be giving like Roman a hug and Amelia a kiss. And she's either asleep or in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> she's like so trapped her. Yep. <laughs> so now I just know. Like she don't she won't even ask, Do you have anything to do after this? No. Last time I turned around, she literally just got into her bed and I was like, Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> So 
so I guess it's just me and you can't. And so it just made me realize like, wow, I need to come over more often just to relieve her. Even if it's for an hour nap, if you know new moms or even if they have two other kids and let those kids of a babysitting age, go relieve them. Yeah. Just an hour or something. Yes. If you're good with kids, otherwise people like me stay home. Just send money. <laughs> send money or, or, or give them like your next gift. Give them like a, the gift of a babysitter. I did. I sent my girlfriend a gift of a massage and a, like a, a gift to a hair salon, like a salon where she can get like a massage or hair for her baby shower gift. Was that mm. petty? I was like, babies don't, she doesn't need more baby clothes. <laughs> yeah, no, I think a, a massage or a break. Honestly, I swear that one of the things I'm looking for is like a really good babysitter. Like, so that way I can like gift my sister, like in the area where we live in, and to just to gift her like, okay, I, you know, I'm gifting you Mary for the afternoon. So you can like, you know, lay down. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah, I'm going to look. So I'm like, hey, APB out. Anybody know a good babysitter in Newark, you know, who's not crazy or like doesn't eat kids? Let me know. <laughs> that is a high bar. <laughs> you don't eat kids. You're not a murderer. You're not crazy. Uh, let me know. <laughs> it's time for, did we ever name this segment? What do we call this? Questions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like- it's you don't even know our email yet. You can't possibly remember the segment, a segment name. <laughs> no way. It's time for questions. Um, so, yes. Do we have any questions? I know we do. Okay. Yes. Today, our question is, and remember, you guys, we're going to do a special student loan episode in August. So I've gotten a lot of questions from you guys on student loan debt. If you have student loan debt questions, you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or go to brownambitionpodcast.com and select the Ask Us Anything tab. Um, So the question for today's show is from Lissiter Latoya. um, And my heart is like breaking for her. Here's her question. I'm going to have to shorten it a little bit, um, but I'll, I'll get the gist of it. Latoya says, I'm typing through my tears right now. I am beyond frustrated, but in the midst of gathering myself, um, and I thought of the two of you, the most precious day of my life is haunted by bad debt. I gave birth to my daughter, Taylor, in 2015. At the time, I was a single mom, and I signed up for every new parent class I could find. I'm 33 years old, and I'm fortunate enough to earn a good salary and have decent health care. But after I gave birth to my daughter, even with that health care, I've been hit with almost $8,000 in medical bills. They don't offer any sort of centralized billing department, so I've I've spent the last two years getting all separate bills and notifications from every person and practice that played a role mm. in my delivery. Can, have you ever, yeah, you can relate to that probably. If yes. You had a hospital visit and you get so many different bills. So mm-hmm. here she is with all $8,000 in medical bills from all different facets of her, um, her uh, delivery process. So it's 2016. This is a year after the birth. And I finally got a hold of someone in their billing department that outlined all the outstanding bills that she could see. From my understanding, I settled all the debt associated with my delivery. Since then, cut to now, I've since moved to Texas, and I'm in the process of building homes. But nine months into building the house, I'm a few weeks away from closing. Today, I received several alerts on my FICO account. It turns out four medical bills were reported and have dropped my score an average of 56 points. I'm furious, and I don't understand how this happened. No warning, no communication. What are my options? 
And here's um, sort of an epilogue. She says, I verified the creditor had my North Carolina address. So she's from North Carolina originally, and now she's in Texas, and my old phone number. But they said it was my responsibility to update them. But how did I know? How could I have known to update them if I didn't know these bills existed? What should I do? And how how old is this debt? This is only from 2015, so it's a couple of oh, years old. Oh, okay. So it's not like it's not like this debt has expired. Yeah. So Ugh. she's saying that she, she says that she had this eight thousand dollar debt. It was from a. It was from she was getting separate bills for all these little things that added up to eight thousand dollars. And so she called the hospital billing office to say, "Can you just tell me everything I owe?" And I'll go ahead and pay everything now. And she said she thought everything was settled. But apparently there were these four outstanding bills that were not settled. And that's what ha- – so basically she moved and wasn't getting her bills anymore. Um, I don't know. How- yeah, the, the hospital or the debt collector didn't have her um, new address and stuff. So uh, honestly, I only thing I would think that you can do now is just try to negotiate with – the this um the the debt collectors that you owe to get them to remove these things if you pay them. I wonder if it's the hospital that's pursuing the debt or if they've already sold the debt because it hasn't quite been. I mean this this debt happened in 2015, but she settled it in 2016. So it may it may be even less than a year since um since she settled those debts. So I don't. It depends on who owns it, but maybe she could call the hospital. And if it's still the hospital, then they could. Um, then she could settle and maybe get them removed from her credit report. I, does that change if it was a debt collector? Well, either one, like oftentimes you can negotiate for that. So sometimes I'll tell people that I'm like, okay, like you owe this debt. And especially like, let's just say you owe 2000. And if you're trying to settle for 500, like good luck, you might be able to settle for 500, but they're not going to remove it. But if you owe 2000 and you're actually going to pay 2000 or 1500 or higher, then sometimes you can negotiate, can this be removed? Because you're paying basically most of it or all of it. And so sometimes that, because ultimately debt debt collectors or people that you owe, they don't care about your credit report. They want their money. So if you're able to give them their money and dangle the carrot of like, hey, this is why I want an exchange. And before you pay, get that in writing that they're going to remove it. Then that's what I would try to do. But just know that, you know, you have to be able to either pay most or all of that debt in order for that to, to, um, uh, to go through, you know, like, cause I've seen like, you know, I'm like, I've seen people, you know, get, you know, stuff. It's called a good faith letter, basically get people, get things removed from your, um, from your credit report. Um, and so you can try that, um, or a goodwill letter. It's called a good, no, it's called a goodwill letter. And so you can just Google, go ahead. Though goodwill letters, you send those to the credit bureaus or to your lender or the debt collector? So you would send that to the debt collector. So whoever is, is borrowing, that you're borrowing from. There's actually like Clearpoint. It's like this like free, um, I remember, I, I, I think I met them at um, FinCon. Clearpoint is like this free debt or um, credit counseling agency. They're a nonprofit. And they actually have a DYI, how to write a, good, a, how to write a goodwill letter um, for credit repair. And so, you know, it's, it's possible. It's, it's different from a dispute. Basically, you're just saying, I know this happened and, you know, and I'm not asking, I'm not saying that this didn't happen. I'm just saying, Hey, you know, can you, if I pay you or whatever, can you basically do me a solid and take this off? You know? Yeah. One of my questions that I, that I had for Latoya and I actually emailed her 
I'll see if she responded. But um, I wanted to know if when she settled those debts, if she had gotten a letter from the hospital saying they had been settled and mm-hmm. that the accounts were closed. Because I've actually had to settle. I was going back and forth and back and forth with someone, some lab that I had gotten. I don't know. Some, You know how you go to the doctor to get a physical and they, they put the blood work. They put it. They send the blood work to like a third party lab. And I kept getting billed from them and bills from them. And I finally was like, let me just settle this and I'll pay your $80 or whatever. And they even went, they sent me a verification saying the account had been closed and it was paid in full. And I kept that for my records. Um, I don't think that she had like a record of this settlement. And I would have, and I would say if anyone's in, in this situation and you're, you're moving forward and you're trying to settle a debt, whether it's with a hospital or your credit card or whoever, to make sure that you're getting some sort of record where you can yes. show them. Because people make mistakes, especially – we were just talking about medical billing offices mm-hmm. make mistakes all the time. Um, and you can you can dispute them and, and, I mean, argue against them. But you if you have a paper trail, it makes your case all that stronger. Yeah. And like I said, try that. Try that goodwill letter. Like I said, the, the purpose of a goodwill letter is to appeal to the goodwill of the – the person that you owe, you're not saying that you don't owe, you're acknowledging that this is a debt that's mine, but, you know, I'm asking that you, you know, that you rescind this basically from my credit report, you know, and, you know, uh, one of the ways you could do that, let's just say if it's, if it's one late payment that you made, you know, people send in goodwill letters or in this, in this instance saying, this is what happened. I thought I did everything. What can I do to fix it? And, and can you, if I pay, you know, can you take this off? And you'd be surprised because like I said, ultimately they don't care about your credit report. Credit reports are the way they try to get you to, to pay them. Like, well, if I punish you here, I'll get my money. Ultimately, everybody just wants their money. But what if she doesn't actually owe it? Because, I mean, in that case, right. would, she needs to – I don't think – she shouldn't acknowledge that the debt's hers if she's not That's convinced. True. So one of the That's things true. I would tell her to do or anyone is people don't – you should send a debt or she should try so, sending a debt verification form to this them. This is true. And this is Ver- all – oh, go ahead. No, so you're right. Verify that. Like, make sure this debt is yours. Because if you send it, when you send a debt verification letter, and I'll post a link in the show notes, but this Consumer Financial Protection Bureau has a form. It's like a sample letter. All it is is you're asking, how, how do you know this debt is mine? How, what's the amount? What are the dates and it was due? Show me that you show me that I owe this debt, basically. And if they can't do that, then you should move forward and dispute that it's even yours in the first yep. place. Um, and it it sounds like that she has a case. Um, hold on a second. Whoa, this is so awesome. Wait a second. This is like a live question update. LaToya, she emailed me back two hours ago. Whoa. Hey, LaToya. You just knew we were going to pick you. LaToya. Wait, and it's good news. Wait a second. Okay, so we didn't even help her. We helped. (laughs) Hopefully someone else enjoyed our advice. No, okay. This is, okay, hold on. This is breaking news. We need a breaking news alert. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So here's Latoya's <laughs> update. She says, thank you so much for responding. I used – okay, this is so cool. I used a group legal prepaid benefit through my employer to find an attorney. So her p- employer had a benefit program where she could find like low-cost legal aid. They fought the debt and all three bureaus deleted those four accounts from my reports. My credit score has recouped – most of the impacted points to my credit score. Woo! And I close on my home on August 4th. That's another, right? We didn't think about that. Legal services. See, LaToya, you taught BA listeners something that we didn't even suggest. That's awesome. I'm glad you fought it. 
I didn't know. Well, she didn't say in her original question that it was like a lawsuit, um, you know, if, or she was sued or whatever. But that's definitely something that's like the next step. Like once these debts have been unpaid for so long, they ding you on your credit report. And then if enough time goes by, they may even pursue a lawsuit against you in court. Um, and that's when things get difficult. But she did exactly the right thing by trying to find low cost um, legal service. So huzzah. Yes. Take that. That's to the man. Hospitals suck, man. Yeah. That is the I mean, moral of this story. I should have done a brown break for medical billing offices. Oh, I know. All the stress, you know, and she had the thing that kills me is she had insurance and she still wound up in this situation. That's crazy. Even if you have insurance, you're not safe from this BS. But happy ending. That was so funny. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad because she sounded so stressed in that email okay guys um you too can have a happy ending if you <laughs> if you email your questions to brown ambition podcast at gmail.com or you so, can go to, oh. go ahead how about you say it what's our website um, the Brown Ambition Podcast dot com. Brown Ambition Podcast dot com. You got it. Yes. <laughs> We're coming so, up on our two year anniversary. I know. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Last year we did a dinner. Some people are gonna start asking us like, when are we gonna have? When are we gonna get pregnant? When are we gonna get married? What you and me? Oh. <laughs> and yeah, because you know people are like you've been together for two years now. When are you and Mandy gonna have a baby? Leave us alone. She's seeing other people, super (laughs) boos and super girls. (laughs) I know we should do something. Maybe you guys can give us some suggestions. Tweet us. Yeah. um, If you have some suggestions about, um, you know, what, like, what should we do to celebrate? Last year we had a dinner with some listeners, which was really fun. And the food was delicious. It was. And the food was so good. Um, So what should we do this time? We'd like to do something a little different. Let's go to Six Flags. Yeah, no, I hate roller coasters. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I meant to tell you, Supergirl has some words to say to me at your wedding about that tri- trip to Disney World. What is she? Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, Supergirl is something else. What does she say? Oh, never mind. I don't want to get her in trouble. I'm not a rat. No, no. She's, I, I mean, know, snitch. <laughs> I know. She's like, oh, that's Mandy? Hmm, I've got some things to share. <laughs> <laughs> Does she not have a good time? No, she had a great time. She loves you. You're the best. She said you're so beautiful and pretty and smart and talented. It's exactly what she said. Yeah, right. Supergirl's like, mm, I'm not really feeling you right now. She calls me the daddy hogger. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I know. We, we've entered into that stage now. I'm like, oh, great. Just wait till she's 14. <laughs> like, you can have him. <laughs> uh, so are we going to do some wins? I, can, I have a quick win. Sure. So... Tiffany, I can't say her last name. Haish, Haish, Haddish, Haddish. So apparently, I just saw on Essence.com that she got a, a stand-up um, um, a deal, discount deal, or deal, whatever, with Showtime. So that's pretty awesome. Oh, to do a stand-up show? Yeah, you know that's pretty okay. big. You know, all the greats have done that. So I just want to say kudos to you from one Tiffany to another. What about you? Any um, any wins? Um, yeah, I'll give a win to Gold Bond Rapid Itch Relief. It is the best rapid itch relief cream on the market. Find it in your local CVS. You can buy it with your FSA card. What? Okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, for real. If you're itching from your trip, don't use that cortisone cream. Just use like Gold Bond or Aveeno. Those are my two favorite. From one okay. type O to another. Is that okay. why we get along so well? We're both typos. 
I know. Are you are you the um are you the donor or the giver? Wait, Tiffany, we're typos. <laughs> <laughs> now that wasn't funny. <laughs> uh, I just took some Benadryl. So <laughs> But are you the universal donor or are you the universal um, receipt? I'm positive, so I think I can give I can take, but I can't no. I'm I'm O positive. I forget. I think I'm the Wait, universal receiver. Receiver. And I'm the universal donor. But I can't get from anybody except for O's. Oh, okay. Sucks for you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Anyway, yes. So, Broad Mission listeners, again, we have hopefully transformed your life and made it better. I'm so happy um, for Latoya. Genuinely, that was so cool. Yeah, it is, honestly. And Latoya's going to listen to this and be like, oh, my God. She's, hopefully so. She got, her le- she got her legal team. She fought back. She got through it. She's a single mom. Come on. People don't. Yes. People want that they don't. Yeah, she won. Like if you just, if you just take the time to fight back, it doesn't have to be hopeless. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen.